This week, we're going full-on government turmoil and secrecy. The Archives of Terror are a collection of documents chronicling some of the illicit activities undertaken by Paraguayan President Alfredo Stroessner's secret police force. Oh boy, listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train. Passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train, where we bring the dark to light. Of course, you know we make fun of and joke about creepy stuff while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. Yes, uh, we are a comedy podcast, and things can get a little dark. So if you're not into that, listen, no hard feelings. We get it. We get it. You know what? There are some hard feelings. Well, for you, yeah. (laughs) But if you are, thanks for being just as (laughs) twisted and messed up as we are. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me today, back in the co-host chair, it's Mr. Moody. Yeah. Back in the saddle, as uh, Aerosmith would say. Yeah. In the saddle again. Did you uh, hear that uh, the drummer of uh, Aerosmith is not continuing with them now? I did hear that. I didn't read yeah. the article about why, but I um, did see that. He's just old. <laughs> he is like 97. Yeah. He's and then, of course, the drummer of the Foo Fighters passed away. And that's so unfortunate. We've talked about that on Icons and Outlaws, yeah. man. It's just, it's so sad. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins, man. And then, of course, there's so much stuff coming out now saying that it, it could have been because of his booster that he got. No, they released enlarged the, his heart. Did you see the coroner's report that they released? About finding all the like cocaine. Ten and different substances in Heroin and his heart was like double the size of normal or something. Yeah. It's all bad. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Yeah. But he will definitely be missed. So listen, our Patreon bonus for this week, this past week, should I say, was on the FBI's most wanted. Oh. Which is pretty fun. Who's number one? Uh some guy. You'd have to listen to it. I don't know. <laughs> You don't even know. I don't remember. He can't be, he can't be <laughs> You'll that, have to listen look, to know. He, he can't be that great. It's, don't remember nobody on there was somebody that I've heard of before. No? Most of it was like, you know, drug related cartel guys and stuff like yeah. that. But this week, it's going to be on Interpol's top 10 most wanted oh, Americans. Really? Yeah. They have uh, an actual list. <laughs> can I, can I just don't, don't do that list. You're not on it. I already saw. Okay. Yeah, you're good. They must have knocked me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not on there at all. So you're good. (laughs) So we're going to save the rest of the business stuff until the end. Let's just get into this. Let's turn down the lights. All right. Adjust our seats. Grab a drink. Done. (laughs) And let's get spook. Ah, Let's get governmentally weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. But first, here's a toast. All you beautiful motherfuckers. That's you playing the drums, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. I can do that beat. Yeah. That beat's pretty easy. I think I can play that beat. You probably could. Yeah. Is that you on the steel drum? Yes. Very nice. Yeah. You didn't know I was versed. Oh, it's good stuff, man. Yes, I'm very versed in the steel drum. Good. And the lap steel. 
Oh, very yes. nice. Yes, and that's from your that's from your roots, man. Right, right. There. and the uh, the very popular uh, skin flute. Oh, very nice. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good at that myself. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. The rusty trombone. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's Need good. Need a partner for that one. The though. meat whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tuna triangle. I'm good at that one. Oh my god. I could go on all day, folks. <laughs> That's Sorry. not what the episode's about. It is not. Yeah, is no, this no, no. Interpol's top name for your junk? <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. We should do a bonus episode of just all the names throughout the world of genitalia. That'd be amazing. That's an hour of us is like dick, yeah. pussy, beaver, meat wallet. Cock. <laughs> We've just lost like 10 fucking people already. Sorry, by the way, sorry guys. By the way, this is our 149th episode. Next week is going to be our 151, baby. No, you missed one. What? 150th. What? 150th episode is next week. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what happened there. Yeah. Yeah, you Are missed. You sure? I don't know. It was like some weird time warp shit or something like Are that. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If today, if this is 149, right? 150. <laughs> 51. <laughs> no, it's oh. 150, man. And I'm so excited about it. And we're going to do something really cool for you. I don't want to mention what it is yet. I just want you to listen because it's actually something that people have been. It's going to uh, involve genitalia. It might. <laughs> well, it kind of does in a really bad way. Oh, you're right. It yeah. Does. I, I retract my statement. Yeah, but it was a very, it's a, a an often, often requested <laughs> episode. So. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be fun. Okay. So make sure you guys are checking that out. We are getting close to 100,000 downloads. Wow. Which is amazing. And I can't thank you guys enough for that, seriously. So oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's pretty badass. So we're today we're talking about the archives of terror. Dun, dun, dun. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. You're going to hear that a lot today, folks. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Just, well, just because every time I say archives of terror. Oh, okay. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It fits. It just works well. Right. So the Archivos del Terro. <laughs> they were found on December 22nd, 1992 by a lawyer and human rights activist. Wait, and they were found or founded? Found. Like okay. this guy found he them. He discovered he them? He discovered okay. them. Okay. Cool. Cool. Strange how those two titles are in the same sentence though, however. Lawyer, human rights activist, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, so anyway, strange again. So uh, this is Dr. Martin Almada, Almada, and Judge Jose Augustin Fernandez. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, they uh, found it was discovered in a police station in the suburbs of Paraguay, known as Escuncion. Okay. Escuncion. 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 Me too. Yeah. This is going to be a fun episode for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I in love, advance. I love these ones. Yeah. Again. These are these are hard. And then I want to thank Logan for doing the research on this one and for giving me something incredibly hard to read. So. <laughs> Fernandez was looking for files on a former prisoner. Instead, stumbled across an archive describing the fates of thousands of Latin Americans who had been secretly kidnapped, tortured, and killed by the security services of Argentina, Bolivia, oh, Chile, Paraguay, and Uruguay with the help of our friendly neighborhood CIA. Look, you know, maybe not keep those files at the police station. <laughs> yeah, they found them. This is known as Operation Condor. Have you ever heard of that? I have. Okay. Okay. That's what I this have. It's basically what this is, was Operation right. Condor as we go through this Who, whole by thing. By the way, whoever left those are definitely got fired. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How, how do you lose something like that? You know what I mean? You'd misplace so something. Grab the wrong folder at the house and. Or was it planted? It's possible. Inside job? Of terror. <laughs> 
So, uh, quote, Operation Condor was a U.S.-backed campaign of political repression and state terror involving intelligence operations and assassination of opponents. Come on, we don't do that stuff. No, we've talked about a few different, uh, you know, times where the CIA's decided to go in and mess some shit up, you know, so I I think it's all rumors. So let's go back a ways toward the beginning here. Okay. One day, a young guy wanted to, you know, screw up the world and created the CIA. Just kidding. Uh, But not really. Yeah. So we go back to 1968 where General Robert W. Porter said that, quote, in order to facilitate the coordinated employment of internal security forces within and among Latin American countries, we are endeavoring to foster inter-service and regional cooperation by assisting in the organization of integrated command and control centers, the establishment of common operating procedures, and the conduct of joint and combined training exercises. Okay? That's what he said. I don't know what that means. (laughs) In layman's terms, um, we're going to go and just fuck some shit up. Yeah, that I understand. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So according to former CIA or secret CIA documents from 1976, plans were developed among international security officials at the U.S. Army School of the Americas and the Conference of American Armies in the 1960s and early 1970s to deal with perceived threats in South America from political dissidents, according to American historian J. Patrice McSherry. Okay. okay. Yeah. It, all, it, it all kind of makes sense if you got these sure. guys that are causing some problems or whatever you like that. The people down to make sure it's, it doesn't get out of hand. And of course, you don't want you it to be out if you have to. a public thing. So no, make no, a no, no. make a spectacle of it. So you want to you know keep it on the low low. Every time that happens, it's, right? It's, it's a disaster. Yeah, it never turns out well. <sighs> Quote in early 1974, security officials from Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Bolivia convened in Buenos Aires. Just remember Buenos Aires here, folks, to Buenos- prepare. Eris. Yes, Buenos Aires. That is good air. <laughs> I don't think that's what that means at all. Anyway, maybe it could be the air. The air is good. Whatever. To prepare Holy synchronized God. attacks against subversive targets, according to uh, a declassified CIA uh, memo dated from June 23rd, 1976. So the all these countries are meeting up together. Right. To literally synchronize and, and get all these... Um, targets set up so they could go in and destroy them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Thanks. following yeah. a series of military-led coup d'etats, okay, particular particularly in the 1970s, the program was uh, established. Okay. So he, this is a list of these little coups that went on. Okay. Um, General Alfredo Stroessner took control of Paraguay in 1954. General Francisco Morales Bermudez took control of Peru after a successful coup in 1975. Bermudez? Bermu- Bermudez. Like the, like the shorts? Yes, but it's B-E-R-M-U-D-E-Z. Oh, Bermudez, okay. Bermudez. Not Bermudez. No, Bermudez. So he yeah. wasn't wearing the cool shorts. He could have been. He's probably wearing like chinos or something. That'd be pretty cool. I like chinos, to be honest with you. They're comfy. Yeah. The Brazilian military overthrew the president, um, João Goulart, in 1964. General Hugo Banzer took power in Bolivia in 1971. Hugo Banzer. That's a pretty awesome name, actually. <laughs> Hugo. Anyone named... God, Hugo is such a tough name. Is it, though? Yeah. Think about it. Hugo. Hugo. Like if you hear someone named Hugo, and you just think they're going to just beat... Well, no, because Hugo Boss. I feel like I feel like I hear the name Hugo, and I'm biased now because I watch a lot of Bob's Burgers. Okay. And I just picture like this scrawny little like name Hugo. Is that a character on Bob's Bill or Bert? Bob's, well, the, Bob's the Burgers? Not... Bob, I almost said Bob's Builders. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's a... Bob the Builder. No, they have a the the health inspector. His name is Hugo, and he's like this 
Again, whiny little... Little sniveling, little yeah, twerp. Okay. Yeah. A military dictatorship seized power in Uruguay on June 27th, 1973. Chilean armed forces commanded by General Augusto Pinochet bombed the presidential palace in Chile on uh, September 11th... Oh, my. ...of 1973. Oh, um, overthrowing uh, democratically elected President Salvador Allende, Allende a military uh, dictatorship Allende. headed by General Jorge Rafael Videla, okay. seized power in Argentina in March 24th of 1976. So there's just a bunch of coups and a bunch of people going in. I do like how the Latino guys always have like three or four names. And they're always really cool. They, they flow so well together, like unlike like American names. Yeah, it's like Bill Tom Stevens. And like, if it's like more than one kind of name in a row, you just figure it's a hillbilly. Right. Like Billy Joe, Billy Joe <laughs> something or other. Yeah. If you put Joe in the middle of anything, you're like, I know where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> Billy your, Joe. What's your middle name? Huh? What's your middle name? Randall. <laughs> Randy. Yeah. It's Randall. Randall. Jonathan Randall Sayre. Yes. I'm not giving you my social security number. Sorry. I'm not doing it. No, that's, I'm not asking for that. I just want to know what your middle name is. Okay. Yours is... Robert. Robert. Bob. That's my father. Yep. Adam Bob. Yep. That's what I always say, too. That's way better. Adam Bob Moody. Yeah. Oh, boy. My initials are arm, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So according to American journalist A.J. Languth, the, C- the CIA organized the first meetings between Argentinian and Uruguayan security officials regarding their surveillance and subsequent disappearance or assassination of political Ooh. refugees in these countries, as well as its role as an intermediary in the meetings between Argentinian, Uruguayan, and Brazilian death squads. So they're they're just like all getting together like, all right, we just need to know who you killed. This is who we've killed so far. And uh, we just need to know where we're at because we don't want to be going after the same guy, of course. Right. Like, I don't want to be hunting for Chavez and you're hunting for Chavez. You right. Know? Or is it one of those, listen, I'm, I'll kill your guy could be if you kill my guy yeah and then we'll kill his guy i'll give you jimmy you give me jose right could it be it could be and i guess, then, I guess and we'll find out can, and then they can take bob over there right bob from the building right <laughs> or the burgers either way <laughs> so according to the national security archives documentary evidence from u.s paraguayan uh, argentinian and chilean files uh, quote, founded by the Pinochet regime in November 1975, Operation Condor was the code name for a formal Southern Cone collaboration that included transnational secret intelligence activities, kidnapping, torture, disappearance, and assassination. And this is all so this documented. Is like, this is like <laughs> it's a, all documented. This is like a diary of death. Yes. Yes. Or it's an archive of terror. <laughs> See that? See that? See the full yeah, circle. That was good. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Dear diary, today <laughs> I kidnapped a guy. He didn't go quietly. Yeah, that, exactly. So several persons were slain as part of this codename mission. Quote: Notable Condor victims include two former Uruguayan legislators and a former Bolivian president, Juan oh, right. Ho- uh, Jose Torres, murdered in Buenos Aires. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you, uh-huh. <laughs> it can be translated as fair winds or good, good air. Woo! No plural, heirs. Heirs, good heirs. Okay, well, I was close. That's awesome. Yes. I feel better about myself. So, yeah, he was murdered in uh, Buenos Aires. A former Chilean minister of the interior, Bernardo Leighton, and former Chilean ambassador, Orlando Letelier, and his 26-year-old American colleague, Ronnie Moffat, assassinated by a car bomb in downtown Washington, D.C. Yeah, there's so much death, dude. Okay, that, and just the fact that it was like, (laughs) all these names... 
and Randall Moffat. <laughs> Ronnie Moffat. Ronnie Moffat. Ronnie Moffat. Ronnie Moffat. Guitarist for ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, by the way. I'm kidding. Oh, he totally sounds like he could be like a seven. Yeah, Ronnie Moffat. So prior to the formation of Operation Condor, there had been cooperation among various security services with the goal of, quote, eliminating Marxist subversion. Oh, fuck that. Right. Fuck Marxist subversion. Yeah. On September 3rd, 1973, at the Conference of American Armies in Caracas, Brazilian General Bruno Borges Fortes, <laughs> the chief of the Brazilian army, urged that various services, quote, expand the interchange of information in order to fight against subversion. Okay. So everybody wants to talk. Let's talk yeah. amongst each other. You know, that's just like they're like, all right, let's see what these guys are doing. Yeah, let's find out who we have to kill. Like, like what? Are you, and then uh, kill them. Then this is like, you know, like how do you guys make somebody disappear? Like, should we trade like trade secrets? Is there like, like we prefer this method? What do you guys do? You, you don't use a van. What do you use? <laughs> have you ever waterboarded somebody? I am. Yeah. Did it work? <laughs> No. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so representatives from Chile, Uruguay, and Bolivia's police forces met with Albert Villar, deputy chief of the Argentine Federal Police and co-founder of the AAA Killing Squad. AAA, like the roadside assistance yeah, And apparently they have a killing squad. Man, they're really branching out. Yeah, I didn't know about that. So Look, we'll come pay your dues, folks. <laughs> we'll come and change your tire, but if you don't pay, we're going to come back and kill you. Exactly. So this happened in March 1974 to discuss collaboration standards. Their purpose was to eliminate the subversive threat posed by Argentina, Argentina's tens of thousands, tens of thousands of political exiles. Bolivian immigrants' bodies tens were discovered. thousands. Yes. In, in the grand scope of things, that's like a, that's not even a city. Yeah, but it's still a lot of people. It's a lot. So Bolivian immigrants' bodies were discovered at rubbish dumps in Buenos Aires in oh. August 1974. Based on recently revealed CIA records dated June 1976, McSherry corroborated the kidnapping and torture of Chilean and Uruguayan exiles living in Buenos Aires during this time. So this is, this is insane. To me, this is up there with that, uh, the banana massacre. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the shit? <laughs> so on General, um, on General Augusto Pinochet's uh, 60th birthday, November oh. 25th, 1975, in okay. Santiago de Chile, heads of the military intelligence services of Argentina... Bolivia, Chile, Paraguay, and Uruguay met with Man Manuel Contreras, commander of the Chilean secret police, to officially establish the plan Condor. Okay. So they're all getting together with this, and apparently this Contreras guy, he's... Been in the he's, works for a while. Yeah. And now yeah. they're finally getting their shit together. Yeah. Like yeah. someone couldn't get a hold of, like, Bolivia. Bolivia's like, dude, I haven't got any fucking messages. I don't know. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? So general send it to the right email? <laughs> well, what the... F no, there's an underscore... After Bolivia. Right. Duh. God damn. Yeah. It's on the website. <laughs> General Rivero, an intelligence officer in the Argentine Armed Forces and former student of the French, devised the concept of Operation Condor, according to French writer Marie Monique Robin, author of Ast oh. uh, Astradons, <laughs> Astradons de la Death, Le Colais Francais. Kind of did like a Latino into a French there. That was it, it was all Latino, and then all of a sudden it's French. It's all over the damn place. Which, by the way, this means the French school death squads. <laughs> yeah, so as Escadrons de la Death et l'Ecole Francois. Do you get credit for that class? I don't know. I, I kind of wish I took that class in high school. <laughs> Officially, the targets were armed groups such as the MIR, the Montaneros, or the ERP, the Tupamaros, etc. Okay. Based on the government's perceptions of threats. All right. But the governments expand, uh, expanded their attacks to include all types of political oppo opponents, including their families and others. 
Church. As reported Jesus. by the Valich Commission, which is known as the National Commission on Political Imprisonment and Torture Report. There's reports on all this stuff. Oh, God. Why? I don't, I don't the know. The names are so stupidly long. Yeah. The Argentine Dirty War, for example, Ooh. kidnapped, tortured, and assassinated many trade unionists. Oh, my. Relatives of activists, social activists, such as the founders of the Mothers of the Plaza de Mayo, nuns, university professors, and others, according to most estimates. You're oh. killing nuns! <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. You're already that far in. Why the fuck not? I guess. Like, who's left at that point? You're like, I guess fucking... What are you... Nuns? I don't... <laughs> is that all there's left? What do we got left? I did I not we'll, like the way she treated me. I guess we'll go with nuns, man. It's the last time she will smack me with a ruler. <laughs> the Chilean D-I-N-A and its Argentine counterpart, S-I-D-E, were the operations for... <laughs> side. Yeah, I know. It's Dina and Side. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of your secret organization? Side. <laughs> side. Yeah. Wait, what? Side? Well, it probably stands for like <laughs> suicide. I, I don't know what the hell it stands for. <laughs> so they were the opera operations frontline troops from 1976 onward. The infamous death flights, which were postulated oh in God. Argentina by Luis Maramenda and deployed by French forces during the Algerian War, were widely used. Government forces flew or helicoptered victims out to sea where they were dumped to die in premeditated disappearances. <laughs> Death flights. So you gather them up and you just dump them in the middle of the ocean. And it just like you fly low and just, there yep. you go. Ah! Splash. Yeah, that's that's happened. So what if one of them like finds a boat or something somehow, like, like a ship's going by, they're like, oh, shit. Or it can swim up. really well. Or they, yeah, like they're closer to land than they thought they were. Or something. Right, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Into... He comes back and they just do it again. Yeah, like, this is... <laughs> yeah. You, Aren't they worried about that? How'd you make it back? I, I can mean, swim I really well. Well, come on. <laughs> we got to go out further. We're not going to tell you when, but right. we're going to get you. Yeah, oh my God. So according to reports, the OPR-33 facility in Argentina was destroyed as a result of the military bombardment. Members of Plan Condor met in Santiago, Chile in May 1976 to discuss, quote, long-range collaboration that went well beyond intelligence exchange and to assign code names to the participating countries. Oh, okay. The CIA acquired information in July that Plan Condor participants planned to strike, quote, against leaders of indigenous terrorist groups residing overseas. So okay. now they're, they're stretching out. Yeah. So now several corpses washed up on beaches south of Buenos Aires in late 1977. Several. As a result, several. Several corpses. Several. So they could be like six or it could be 600. I believe several is like three. Three to five. That's a few. So would several be four then? Four or more. Either way, I it's feel still... Like, I feel like several is probably the biggest, like, uh, you have the most leniency to you. Like, if you see two people, yeah, there's several people over there. That's if a couple see, people. Like, I know, but I'm saying you can use several. Like, you can't use couple for four people. Right. Because it's several. There's a couple couples. Right. Or a lot. But I'm saying you could also interchange several with, like, two or three, and it, it's okay. But you can't interchange uh, a, a couple, couple for Because a couple is else. two. Right. right. And a few, to me, is three, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was figured. All right. Well, anyway. anyway, quite a few people <laughs> and corpses washed up on the beaches here. Oh, my. Uh, and this is a result of an, um, an extraordinary uh, uh, bunch of storms they had come through there. But this. So, so these are the people that they dumped in the ocean on the death flights? Right. Okay. So this provided evidence of some of the government's victims. 
Hundreds of newborns and children were removed from women in prison who had been kidnapped and later disappeared. The children were then given to families and associates of the dictatorship in clandestine oh, adoptions. So they're like, we're going to take you from our enemy and raise you as our own. Right. According, this That's sounds like some Black Widow shit. Up, it's dude. crazy. According to the CIA Operation Condor, uh, countries reacted positively <laughs> to the concept of cooperating and built their own communications network as well Why? as joint training programs in areas like psychological warfare. <laughs> of course they're going to freaking be involved and say, okay, yeah, we'll do that because if not, you're yeah, going to come after me. fucking die. Yeah. That's just one of those things like, hey, is it, you guys have any interest in this? Yeah, absolutely. No, we were going to call you guys. Yeah, no, yeah. really. We're... Do you guys have any, any, uh, you know, any interest Love in this? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Whatever you need. Yeah, I'm, you we got can it. help you. We got this. Yeah. So the military governments in South America were coming together to join forces for security concerns, according to a memo prepared by Assistant Secretary of State for Latin America, Harry W. Schlodman, to Kissinger on August 3rd, 1976, oh. which, by the way, was the day I was born. What was it? Wait, what? That's your birthday? August 3rd, 1976. Man, you were born on some fucked up shit day. A lot of shit actually has gone down on my birthday. It's crazy. Yeah. Mine too. At least the date, the, or yeah. the, the day of the month, like not the yeah. actual date. That was the actual date. That's, yeah, crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. They were anxious about the growth of Marxism and the consequences it would have on their dominance. This new force worked in secret in the countries of other members. Their mission? To track out murder. <laughs> Quote, revolutionary coordinating committee terrorists in their own nations and throughout Europe. Okay. Yep. So this is like, uh, literally, they have a, uh, what is that called when, when you have a, uh, so for like a business or whatever, you have your like little motto. What is that called? Your motto? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. No, it's a, uh, why can I think of the damn word? Mission statement. Oh, the mission. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, their yeah. mission statement right there. <laughs> to kill as many people as possible. On the top of their letterhead, it's like to track out and murder revolutionary coordinated committee terrorists in their own nations and throughout Europe. It's like a cover letter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're working with your company because. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm really good at. <laughs> so Schlotterman voiced fear that the members of Operation Condor's siege mindset could lead to a wider divide between military and civilian institutions in the region. He was also concerned that this would further isolate these countries from developed Western countries. He argued mainly, that mainly us. Yeah, exactly. When yeah, when they say other, <laughs> you mean the U.S. You know yeah. the other. One. Yeah. Oh, okay. He argued that some of these anxieties were justified, but that by reacting too harshly, these countries risked inciting a violent counterreaction comparable to the PLOs in Israel. So they're saying, all right, these guys are screwing up, but we don't want to. We push them too far. Then it's just going to get worse. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you don't want that. So Chile and Argentina were both active in using communications medium for the purpose of transmitting propaganda, according to papers from the United States dated April 17th, 1977. The propaganda's goal was to accomplish two things. Yeah, what's number one? This is under the, on the letterhead. This is under the mission statement. Yeah, yeah, this is their, uh, what is it, what's it called? Their, uh, their, oh, fuck, I can't think of the name for the other thing. Right, whatever, just go ahead. Bill, Tom? No. Steve? No, no, not an actual name. Oh, you said name. It's a thing. The name of the thing. I thing. Think. Pencil. Close. Brush. Closer. Raccoon. You got it. All right. So the uh, first goal was to diffuse um, a counter international media criticism of the governments involved. And the second goal was to instill national pride in the local population, which doesn't seem bad. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem, seem bad. It doesn't exactly. Well, it doesn't sound bad at yeah. first. Right. So Chile after Allende. 
A propaganda piece developed by Chile was sent to the states uh, functioning under Condor. The paper, however, solely mentions Uruguay and Argentina as the only two countries they have signed the deal. That have signed the deal. The government of Paraguay was solely identified as using the local press, Patria, as its primary source of propaganda. Through the reorganization of both Argentina and Paraguay's uh, intelligence organizations, a meeting scheduled for March 1977 to discuss, quote, psychological warfare measures against terrorists and leftist extremists, extremists it was canceled. They canceled their meeting. They, I told you it, there's a fucking underscore, and yeah. I didn't get the email. Yeah, he was, he was canceled. Sorry. I was looking forward to the meeting, too. Sorry, guy. I heard, I heard they were bringing sandwiches, and I was really looking forward to it. Punch and pie. <laughs> there isn't any. <laughs> Where's the punch and pie? <laughs> uh, we we were told there'd be punch and pie. There isn't any. <laughs> so one quote component of the campaign, including Chile, Uruguay, okay. and Argentina, in in oh, I hate this word envisages, inv, envisages, fucking Logan. That's, I don't know. It, how's it, it spelled? E n v i s a g e s. Envisages. <laughs> Is that what it is? I don't fucking know. In visages. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm going to say that it includes unlawful operations beyond Latin America against expatriate terrorists, primarily in Europe. So, envisages. <laughs> fuck Logan I've on never, that word. I've never heard that word. I've ne- never. I've neither have I. Are so, we that dumb? Yeah, you probably. Wow. Yeah. So th- this was in, uh, according to a 2016 declassified CIA study titled "Counterterrorism in the Southern Cone." Now, quote, all military-controlled regimes in the Southern Cone consider themselves targets of international Marxism, the memo stated. Condor's fundamental characteristic was highlighted in the document, which came to fruition in early 1974, when, quote, security officials from all of the member countries except Brazil agreed to establish liaison channels and to facilitate the movement of security officers on government business from one country to another as part of a long-tested regional approach to pacifying subversion. All right. What does all that mean? It means these dudes are all still getting together because they they're they're really afraid of the Western ideologies. Yeah, coming into their countries. Oh, they should be because this is the early seventies, and you know yeah. you got that whole Marxism and and stuff like that. Oh, did you look it up? Envisage. Envisage. Envisages. Actually, it seems stupid. It's envisage. Envisage. That's what the little pronunciation thing. Okay. Uh, it's a, it means. To contemplate or conceive of as a possibility or a desirable future event. That was close, right? So, like, thinking about winning the fucking lottery. Ooh. You're envisaging. I'm envisaging. Yeah. I'm going to use that word. I may have envisioned today. I may have envisioned my envisaged. Someone's going to ask for a drink at the bar. I'm going to be like, you should envisage yourself one. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) They're going to be like, what? Oh, you get it. It's fine. You get it. You're fine. You know, and then just walk away from them. <laughs> just th- you know what? I'm gonna let you think about that one. For a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> so Condor's initial aims included the exchange of information, the revolu- revolutionary, um, a core, uh, coordinating junta, an organization of terrorist groups from Bolivia, Uruguay, Chile, Argentina, and Paraguay, with representatives in Europe believed to have been involved in the assassinations in Paris of the Bolivian ambassador to France last May and a Uruguayan military attache in 1974. What the shit? Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it, it's just, I I never heard of this. No, I, I've i heard of Operation Condor. I wasn't really familiar with what it was like to this fucking extent. Yeah, it's so weird. Condor's primary purpose, according to CIA 
assessment was to eliminate top-level terrorist leaders as well as non-terrorist targets such as Uruguayan opposition figures uh, Wilson Fiera if he should travel to Europe and some leaders of Amnesty International. Well, okay. <laughs> Are you serious? Let me see this. So right now, uh, Moody just showed me a picture of uh, Will Smith. <laughs> it's a toy. With full swing slapper <laughs> holding an Academy Award. It's a toy of Will Smith. Obviously, you guys have probably all heard it's all over right now. Will Smith bitch slapped fucking Chris Rock on the Academy Awards last night because yeah. of a joke. I think that we all witnessed the moment that Will Smith finally just fucking went insane. He snapped. Snapped. Like like, I, think, I think from here, it's just all downhill. Yeah. Because, oh boy, we'll talk about that at a later time. <laughs> oh my God. It's everywhere. God, it's everywhere. Yeah. So Condor was also suspected by the CIA, CIA of being involved in nonviolent actions, including a psychological warfare and propaganda campaign that used the media's power to publicize terrorist crimes and atrocities. Condor also urged citizens in its member countries to, quote, report anything out of the norm in their surroundings in an appeal to, quote, national pride and national conscience. Another meeting took place in 1980, and Montanero, I'm sorry, was apprehended. So this is one of the guys that was yeah. part of the whole thing. He was actually apprehended. Oh. The RSO allegedly promised not to kill them if they agreed to collaborate and provide information <laughs> on upcoming meetings in Rio. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So you guys want to hang out? Yeah? You want to hang out? Yeah? That's fine. No, come on, man. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, if you just do what I ask you to do... You know, give me what I need. Yeah, just come on, man. You know, we're we're cool. If not, yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill you in the worst possible yeah. way ever, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's so freaking crazy. So after all this mumbo jumbo, let's recap a little bit, shall okay. we? Okay, yes, let's please, okay. please, because uh, you know, just for the people out there, because I mean, I know what's going on, but. Right, you've got this, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I memorized it as you were saying. Right, absolutely. So, in in just to recap it for everybody here. 50,000 people were killed. Okay. It's a lot. It's a few. 30,000 people uh, disappeared. Were killed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. So 80,000 people were killed. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> and 400,000 were imprisoned, according to or these killed. terror archives. Killed. killed. 470,000 people killed. Yeah, lots, lots of people. Because let's be honest, most of them probably died in prison. Correct. Um, a letter signed by Manuel Contreras, the chief of Chile's National Intelligence Di uh, Directorate. That's okay. D-I-N-A. That's what we were talking about earlier. Oh, there you go. That's D-I-N-A. Even though it, it's probably D-I-N-A, but Chile's National Intelligence... Di Wait, what? National Intelligence Directorate. D-I-N-A. Um, whatever. Okay, oh, it doesn't matter. It'd, it'd be a C. In That's what I'm saying. At the time, anyway, inviting Paraguayan intelligence personnel to Santiago. Uh, for Santiago. Yeah. Yes. The presence of intelligence chiefs uh, from Argentina, Bolivia, and Uruguay at the meetings was also confirmed by this letter, indicating that those countries were also involved in the formulation of Operation Condor. Which Ar Argentina? Argent did I say that? Yes. Argentina. That's a new country. <laughs> a real, it's a little guy right next to Argentina. Well, no, it's what That's happens. That's why it's called Argentina. Right. It's what happens when Bolivia and Argentina have a baby. Oh. It's Argentina. Very nice. Yeah, you like that? Or it could be <laughs> Belarge Tina. The, the the large Tina? Oh, Belarge Tina. Belar Belarge Tina? Belarge Tina. That could be it. <laughs> Bolivatina? 
<laughs> that sounds like a really <laughs> shitty like vegan food. Right. Ugh, it does sound <laughs> gross. Ugh. So parts of the archives here, which are presently housed at in uh, Asuncion's Palace of Justice, have been used to prosecute former military officers in some of these countries. Okay, sounds like a superhero thing. Asuncion, the Palace of Justice, <laughs> the Palace of Justice. <laughs> eh, it doesn't really fit there, does it? Eh, uh, no, you need eh. something. You needed the. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be good. That's yeah. what you need for the Palace of Justice. So those records were used extensively in Spanish Judge Baltazar Garzon's prosecution against Chilean General Augusto Pinochet. Baltazar Garzon interviewed oh. Almada twice after he was a Condor victim. So they actually took these um, these archives of terror and prosecuted people. Like they went after. Yeah, yeah they went after him. Fuck yeah, dude. The records represent a mound of shame and lies that Stroessner, who was Paraguay's president, <laughs> used to blackmail the Paraguayan people for 40 years, Almalda said. He wants the terror archives oh. to be listed as an international cultural site by U, uh, UNESCO, as the um, as this would make it uh, much easier to get funds to maintain and protect the records. So they want to hold on to these records. I, I did notice, though, that they describe it the same way I describe my dinner usually is a mound of sadness and lies. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have good dinners? No, it's just I'm fat. <laughs> it's like it's a mound of sadness. Mound of sadness. To me, I was just thinking they were talking about the Cleveland Browns, but, you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Bill, ha, now that we're all caught up on this, all right, Moody? Yeah, yeah. So they're uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now let's talk about a few noteworthy events here. Okay. Oh, noteworthy. Events. Noteworthy events. First, we go to Argentina. <laughs> of course, again, that little country in between. <laughs> right. I mean, two. of course, I mean Argentina. All right. Argentina was ruled by military juntas from 1976, and uh, or it could be uh, juntas. J-U-N-T-A-S? We'll go with Juntas. Okay. From 1976 until 1983 under Operation Condor, which was a civic military dictatorship. In countless incidents of, uh, oh man, desaparecidos. Okay. Despacitos? Wow. You like that? No. <laughs> Neither did I. Sorry. <laughs> the Argentine SIDE collaborated with the Chilean <laughs> DINA side, yeah. Side. With the Chilean DINA. In Buenos Aires, they assassinated Chilean General Carlos Prats. Oh, no. Former Uruguayan MPs uh, Zelmer um, uh, Michelini and Hector Gutierrez Ruiz and former Bolivian President Juan Jose Torres. With the support of Italiano um, Gladio. Italian Gladio operator Stefano Del Ceo, damn it, and Nazi war criminal Klaus Barbie, the side, S-I-D-E, aided Bolivian commander Luis Garza Mesa, um, uh, excuse me, Luis Garza Mesa Tejeda's cocaine soup. <laughs> it's actually coop, but I just wanted to make sure you're paying attention. Real quick. It looks like cocaine soup, though, if you side, look at it real quick. Yes. Side is... The Secretaria de Inteligencia. That's what I said, isn't it? You may have. I'm, I didn't say you that. You actually may have said that. I, I didn't say that at all. All no. I know is there's so much death. <laughs> so much. Since the release of uh, the secret records, it has been revealed that um, at ESMA, there were operational units made up of Italians who were utilized to suppress organizations of Italian Montaneros, Gatano Sea, 
the officer of the Italian stay behind. Man, Italy was it on this yes. shit too? Yes, and it was Operation Gladi- uh, Gladio. And they I've, heard, l- I've heard of that as well, actually. I just never knew what any of this shit was. It's it's yeah, it's so much, and it's a lot to unpack. But yeah, and again, this is all Logan's idea. So that's oh, cool, though. Blame him. It's, it's I mean, it's interesting. I about to say, I don't know if, it, if it's no, cool. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. Because that. holy crap. Uh, so anyway, um, this outfit uh, was known as a shadow group. That's what shadow the group. Operation Gladio was. Yeah, yeah. The Madre uh, de la Square de Mayo, a group of mothers whose children had vanished, began protesting every Thursday in front of the Casa Rosada in the plaza in April 1977. Remember, we said yeah. that a bunch of people had their kids taken from them and replanted yeah, fuck, someplace man. else. That's some fucked up shit. Right. They wanted to know where their children were and what happened to them. The abduction of two French nuns and other founders of the Mothers of the Plaza de Mayo oh boy. in December 1977 drew worldwide notice. Their corpses were later recognized among the deceased washed up on beaches south of Buenos Aires oh, in December of 1977. No. Yeah. Victims of, once again, the death planes or death flights. Death flights. Death flights, yes. I feel like that's just like, uh, it's you pay like $50 and you get a bunch of crazy alcohol. The death flight. You know what I mean? Do you know um, you ever heard, you know who BrewDog is, right? Yes. So BrewDog is based at... BrewDog, by the way, is a brewery. It's just totally off topic here. But uh, they have... Um, they're based out of Scotland. Yeah. Um, so you can actually do this thing where you can buy tickets on... They have their own planes. And okay. you can fly from Columbus... Ohio. Ohio. To Scotland. To Scotland. And then vice versa. You know, obviously, from Scotland, you can it's come over to Columbus. Scotland. Uh, that is... Uh, hold on. Oh my God! Uh, shit. What, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I was asking you. Oh damn it! No, I, I do know what it is. Uh, uh, give me a second. So anyway, um, I'm more into beer mode Sorry, right now. Sorry, go ahead, beer. Um, so they they give you all the beer you can drink. Yeah. On these flights, on and flights? they said one of the first flights they had, they had to start limiting it because people were getting so oh, fucked no. up on these flights that, like, they were pissing all over the place and throwing up all over the place, and it was just a mess. So yeah, to me, it's Edinburgh. That's it is Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, that's not what I was gonna say at all. <laughs> yeah. What were you gonna say? I don't. Not that. Jeez, yeah. man. I was gonna say like Glasgow or something like that. That's Poland, isn't it? <laughs> oh my God. I do, I'm really bad at this, folks. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it not? I have no idea. Yeah, Glasgow, Poland. That's exactly where it's at. Spain, right? I'm kidding. So in 1983, when Argentina's democracy was restored, the government established the National Commission for Forced Disappearances, or CONADEP. Okay. C-O-N-A-D-E-P. CONADEP. CONADEP. Yep. Which was chaired by Ernesto Sabato. It gathered testimony from hundreds of witnesses about regime victims and known atrocities, as well as documenting hundreds of secret jails and detention sites wow. and identifying torture and execution squad leaders. So they're, they're pinpointing all the... Because this shit went on for a while. They got doxxed. That's what the kids say these days. Doxxed? They got doxxed. Doxxed. Does that mean that someone g- just gives you your information? They give up all your personal info. Yeah. It's doxing. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know why they call it that. I don't know sure either. there's a meaning behind it. I am sure I'm an is. idiot, so. Yeah, me too, so. And I'm old. And we're old. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Juicio uh, a la uh, Juntas, uh, the Juntas trial, okay. uh, two years later was mostly successful in proving the crimes of the top commanders of the numerous Juntas that had composed the self-styled national reorganization process. Most of the top officers on trial, including Jorge Rafael Videla, <laughs> my mouth... <laughs> 
quit on me. It was like Vedella. <laughs> Vedella, Emilio Eduardo Macera, Roberto Eduardo Viola, Armando Labruschini, um, Raio. Wait, wait, wait. Not, that's not one name, is it? No. Okay. It's gotta be amazing. Jesus, you were. <laughs> You were just like flowing, like it was. I'm like, wait should a minute. I, should I say comma in between each one? <laughs> or at least take a breath or something, man. Ral Augusti, Ruben Grafina, <laughs> Leopoldo Galtieri, Jorge Analia, and Bas, uh, Basilio Lamidoza were convicted and sentenced to life in prison. And these were all wow. people involved in all that. So they were like the main guys. These are the main guys, like the death squad, squad leaders dudes, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. The guy that flew the death flight. The death flights, yes. <laughs> with all the beer on it. So following these trials, Ralph Alfen, uh, Alfensons, Alf, what a weird name. It's A-L-F-O-N-S-N-S. Alfonsons? Alfonsons. Oh, don't worry. All letters are silent. So You just pronounced the A. Yeah, that's right. So his administration implemented two amnesty laws, the 1986 Ley de Punto Final, the law of closure, and the 1987 Ley de Obe Obe Obediencia, uh, which is the law of due obedience, okay, okay. which would make sense, which ended prosecution of crimes committed during the Dirty War. Oh, so they're like, look, we just want you to come forward. Right. And let us know. And then they stopped it. But we won't prosecute you for it. Right. Okay. Which doesn't really make a lot of sense because these guys... Just murdered thousands yeah. upon thousands of people. But if you listen to the one thing, it's something about closure, right? This, they, just, they just want to fucking put it to an end, man. They just want to get it over with. But get Which is kind of what this it, says, yeah. Especially for some of the people who, like, lost their kids and didn't know where they were. And, like, right. The death flights and people getting dropped out of the sky in the middle of the ocean and Which shit. Which is so weird. What a way to do it. Like, that's just, I don't know. Would you, like, would you want to know? Like, if your kid disappeared and, like, that's how they died, like, would you want to know that? No. Well, I mean, I guess for closure's sake. Would you rather sake. just them not tell you anything and just be like, well, maybe they're still alive. Almost the same thing with, like, all these kids that get, you know, kidnapped and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, you know, do you do you want to know if they're still alive or do or you do not? you just want to keep up, like, at least you got hope. Yeah. You know, it may be a false sense of hope, but at yeah. least there's hope. Yeah. So, uh, in an attempt to, um, at, well, excuse me, at healing and reconciliation, President Carlos Menem pardoned the Junta's leaders who were serving prison sentences in 1989 to 1990. Wow. That seems a bit excessive. Now he's letting them out of jail? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't well, like he that killed part. like 190,000 people, but you know what? We're going to call it square. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. So, due to attacks on American citizens in Argentina and revelations about CIA funding at the Argentine military in the late 1990s, and despite an explicit 1990 congressional prohibition, U.S. President Bill Clinton ordered the declassification of thousands of State Department documents relating to U.S.-Argentine relations dating back to 1954. Wow. These documents exposed American involvement, American involvement in the Dirty War and Operation Condor. Shocker. Yeah, boy. Following years of protests by the mothers of Plaza de Mayo and other human rights organizations, the Argentine Congress overturned the amnesty legislation in 2003. That's right, Good. Bitches. Good. That's right. With the full support of President Nestor Kirchner and the ruling majority they in both chambers. they put those other fuckers back in jail? Then? I would hope they went and, like, rearrested them. In June 2005, the Argentine Supreme Court deemed them unlawful after a separate assessment. The government was able to resume prosecution of crimes committed during yeah. the Dirty War as a result of the court's decision. You go get them, you, you motherfucker. Could you imagine? You're like, yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to kill all these people. And, and oh, wait, I got caught. Oh, wait, I'm out. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it sucks. 
I mean, it doesn't suck because fuck them. I mean, let's be honest Absolutely here. They, they, they need to be going there. So Enrique um, Arancibia Clavel, a DINA civil agent who was charged with crimes against humanity in Argentina in 2004, was sentenced to life in prison for his role in the death of General Prats. Stefano Delle Chai, a suspected Italian terrorist, is also said to have been involved in the murder. In Rome in December 1995, he and fellow extreme Vincenzo, uh, extreme, extremist, I guess, yeah, word, yeah. Uh, Vincenzo oh, Vinciguera testified before federal judge Mera Cerverni de Cubra, my God, Logan, that DINA operat uh, operatives Clavel and Michael Townley were uh, intimately involved in the assassination. So they're diamond them out. Yeah. Okay. Judge Cervini de Cubra demanded that Marianas Caleas... Uh, which is Michael Tomley's wife, and Christoph Wilkigi, or whatever his name is, a retired Chilean army colonel, be extradited in 2003 because they were also accused of being complicit in the murder. Oh, right? so they're going after husbands and wives. Yeah, sure. war crimes, right? I yeah, mean, I guess. Nibaldo Segura, a Chilean appeals court judge, declined extradition in July 2005, claiming that they had already been prosecuted in Chile. Okay. So Italy wanted to, yeah. you know, freaking... You know, prosecute him as well, and yeah, they dude. were like, "No, you know what? We're good. He's good." <laughs> Twenty-five former high-ranking military commanders from Argentina and Uruguay, Uruguay, what the f Uruguay, were charged on March fifth, two thousand thirteen, in Buenos Aires, the Good Airs, with uh, conspiring to kidnap, disappear, torture, and kill one hundred and seventy-one political opponents throughout the seventies and eighties. That's it. That's that's all they're being charged with. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Probably because proof. You know what I mean? Like, well, we don't know what the hell happened to these guys, no, but we know that, we have these. That, that doesn't seem like a lot. No, it's a very, very small amount. <laughs> All things considered, yeah. It's, you know what? It's a few. It, it is. That is a few. Several. Several. It's several. It's definitely not a couple. That's right. That's several. Former Argentine presidents Jorge Videla and uh, Ronaldo Bignone, both from the El Pros, uh, <laughs> Proceso era, are among the defendants. Okay. Right. Uh, prosecutors are relying on declassified U.S. records collected by the National Security Archive, a non governmental entity established at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. in the late 90, 1990s and later. Okay. Got this. Right. You guys following this or are you guys asleep? <laughs> on May 27th, 2016. <laughs> 15 former military personnel were found guilty. Ronaldo Bignon was sentenced to 20 years in prison. 14 of the remaining 16 defendants were sentenced to 8 to 25 years in prison. Wow. Two of the defendants were found not guilty. The lawyer for the victim's relatives, uh, Luz Palmazalda, claims that, the, uh, quote, this decision is significant since it's the first time Operation Condor's existence has been proven in court. It's also the first time Condor members have been imprisoned for their roles wow. in the criminal organization. That's crazy. Yeah. 2016. 2016. That is insane. Because think, I mean, that's, what is that, freaking eight years ago? Not even eight years ago, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see that? That's math. So, in the year 2000, President Fernando Henri Henrique we're Cardoso. Back, we're going backwards in time. A little bit, yeah, going back. Okay. Ordered the publication of some military documents related to Operation Condor. Okay. There are documents proving that in that year, Attorney General Giancarlo Capaldo, an Italian magistrate, investigated the quote-unquote dis disappearances of Italian citizens in Latin America, which were most likely caused by the actions of Argentine, Paraguayan, Chilean, and Brazilian military personnel who tortured and murdered Italian citizens during Latin American military dictatorships. Yeah. So this, I'm, this, this dude, I didn't hear anything about any of this. I've never heard any of this. 
There was a list. This is like, this is, this involves a lot of fucking people, man. A lot of countries. A lot of big countries. Yeah. It's crazy. Just a lot of, like, man, that's, it's crazy how you can keep something like that from everybody in the world. Yeah. It's something that significant. There was a list containing the names of 11 Brazilians accused of murder, kidnapping, and torture, as well as several high-ranking military personnel from other countries involved in the operation. Quote, I could neither affirm nor deny because Argentine, Brazilian, Paraguayan, and Chilean soldiers will be subject to criminal trial until December, the magistrate said on October 26, 2000. So he was going after him. So according to the Italian government's official statement, it was unclear whether the government would prosecute the accused military officers or not. As of November 2021, no one in Brazil had been convicted of human rights violations for actions committed during the 21-year military dictatorship because the amnesty law had protected both government officials and leftist guerrillas. That's what? In November 1978, the Condor operation expanded its covert persecution from Uruguay to Brazil. In an incident dubbed O Sequestro dos Uruguayos, or the kidnapping of the Uruguayans. That sounds on the nose. Senior officials of the Uruguayan army crossed the border into Porto Alegre, the capital of the state of Rio Grande do Sul, with permission of the Brazilian military administration. So they allowed this shit to happen. Brazil was like, ah, come on in. Yeah. They kidnapped Universindo, uh, Universindo Rodriguez and Lilian Salberti. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. A political activist couple from Uruguay, as well as her two children, Camillo and Francesco, who were five and three years old. What the what? The unlawful operation failed because an anonymous phone call notified two Brazilian journalists, Veja magazine reporter Luis Claudio Cuna and photographer who you? <laughs> Not me. J-O-O. How would you pronounce that? You. You. Right. You. Right. You. you? I don't know if I want to say it. It's got to be you. You, Baptista Scalco. Sounds right, right? Okay. It could be Jew. Jew. Yeah, whatever. I know you weren't going to say it, but it could be Jew. Yeah. That the Uruguayan couple had been disappeared. The two journalists traveled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd been disappeared. Yeah, that's, I don't know why they say it like that, but they, they have been disappeared. <laughs> the two journalists traveled to uh, the specified address, a Porto Allegro apartment, to double check the facts. The armed men who had arrested Celeberti mistook the journalists for other political opposition members when they came, and they were arrested as well. <laughs> Universindo Rodriguez and the children had already been brought to Uruguay under the table, so they snuck them in or back, should I yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. The journalist's presence had exposed the secret operation when they, uh, their identities were revealed. It was put on hold as news of the political kidnapping of Uruguayan nationals in Brazil made headlines in the Brazilian press. It is thought that the operation's disclosure avoided the death of the couple and their two young children, right? That makes sense. Yeah. It became a worldwide embarrassment. Both Brazil's and Uruguay's military governments are humiliated, obviously. No, they're fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> right. they, they're quote unquote humiliated. humiliated. Right. Officials arranged I'm for sure celebrity. felt terrible about everything. <laughs> Officials arranged for the Celebrities children to be transported to their maternal grandparents in Monta, Montevideo. Montevideo? Okay. It looks like Montevideo. Yeah, maybe it is. A place down the street for me, Monty Video. <laughs> had the greatest stuff. All the VHS you could ever yeah, want. They had the room in the back, if you know what I'm saying. The porn section, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about that, but yeah. anyway, yeah. Do they have those? Yeah. Monty Video? Yeah. Yeah, but it's mostly Spanish subtitles. Oh. 
Yeah, I don't like subtitles in my That's mind. horrible. After being imprisoned and tortured in Brazil, Rodriguez and Celeberti were transferred to Uruguayan military cells and held there for the next five years. Jesus. The couple were released after Uruguay's uh, uh, democracy um, was restored in 1984. Oh, good for them. And they confirmed every element of their kidnapping that had previously wow. been reported. So they were oh, like, shit. this all happened. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that one part that you guys thought was so ridiculous, there's no possible way that could have happened? Right. That happened as well. Yeah. It's so insane. So Jew Django Gallart, it's got to be Jew, right? J-O-O? There's another person named that. Sure. Was the first Brazilian president to die in exile after being deposed. On December 6, 1976, he died in his sleep in Mercedes, Argentina, of a suspected heart attack. Heart attack. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Right. Heart attack. Right. The true cause of his death was never determined because an autopsy was never performed. Of course Shocker. On April 26, 2000, Lionel Brizola, Yango's brother-in-law and former governor of Rio de Janeiro and Rio Grande do Sul, claimed that ex-president Jules Gallart and Jusceleno Kubitschek, who died in a vehicle accident, mm-hmm. were assassinated as part of Operation Condor. This was in 2000. And this is his uh, brother-in-law, who was the former governor of Rio de Janeiro. Man. He demanded that an investigation into their deaths be launched. On January 27, 2008, the newspaper Folha de Espalo published a report featuring a declaration from Mario Nero Barrero, a former member of Uruguay's dictatorship's intelligence service. Barrero confirmed Brazola's claims that Gallart had been poisoned. He was poisoned. He didn't have a freaking heart attack in his sleep. Sir? Technically, he probably did have a heart attack. Well, <laughs> wait, yeah, I guess they didn't lie about that part, I mean, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. They didn't say what preceded that, though. They don't yeah. have to. They yeah. just got to tell you how he did. Yeah, it was a heart attack. Yeah, that's true. So Sergio Paranos Fleury, the head of the Departamento de Orden Politica y Socio, I just wish we had the English ones. Gave the order to assassinate <laughs> Gallart, according to Barrero, and President Ernesto Gazelle gave the permission to execute him. President, the president said, go ahead. A special panel of the Rio Grande do Sul Legislative Assembly concluded in July 2008 that, quote, the evidence that Django was willfully slain with knowledge of the Gazelle regime is strong. Oh, man. Like, this is just, this is like something out of a movie somewhere. It's crazy. Oh, all right. So let's talk about it. Uh, I don't get it, John. Why don't you trust the government? <laughs> exactly. That's kind of why we're doing this one. Oh, man. Well, you're telling me that we go over and do stuff that we're not supposed uh, to do. I don't believe it because uh, we're Americans. Apparently we do. All we do is help everybody. Yeah. It's not our fault if they muck things up when we leave. A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. No. Okay. So let's talk about some assassinations. Okay. Yeah. You can do that. Okay. Like famous ones or, uh, you know. Kind of. Well, I, I'm assuming famous in their countries. Hey, is there anyone we've heard of? Uh, I'm going to say negative on that one. No. Not even earlier in the story? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, oh, the ones we've talked about? Yeah. Is there yes. Any names yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some. Heard yeah. already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most I won't be able to repeat just because I have a stupid mouth. <laughs> yeah. So on September 30th, 1974, a car bomb killed General Carlos Prats and his wife. Car bomb? Yep. I was like the favorite of the mafia man around here. Yep. Car bombs galore. Yeah, that happened in uh, Buenos Aires. Okay. Uh, where they were living in exile. The oh. Chilean DINA has been charged with that crime. In January 2005, Chilean Judge Alejandro Sols ended uh, Pinochet's case when the Chilean Supreme Court denied his request to strip Pinochet's immunity from prosecution. Remember, because we were talking about that amnesty there. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, in Chile, the assassination of DIN commanders Manuel Contreras, ex-chief of operations and retired general Raul Iturriaga. Wow. I-T-T-U-R-I-A-G-A. Iturgia? Iturriaga. Wait, spell it again? I-T-T-U-R-I-A-G-A. Iturriaga. Iturriaga. Okay. Raul, yeah. Okay. It's Raul Iturriaga Newman. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. His brother Roger Ituriaga and his ex-brigadiers Pedro Espinosa Brava and Jose Zara was accused in Argentina. DINA agent Enrique Arencia Sibia Clavel was found guilty of the murder. Fuck did you just say? I Arencia. Wow. No. Arencia. Yeah. See, if I just take a little bit longer to process it in my head, I can I can do this. All right. You just you keep going, buddy. Right. So now, last th- there's a lot more to it, but to be honest, this is there's so much to this story. All right. And this was supposed to be a bonus episode. Yeah. And then Logan's sitting there and he's like, "Oh my god, there's so much stuff with this." I was like, "Well, let's do an actual full blown episode out of it." Fucking crazy. And it's just nuts. So now, do you know who um, Ed Koch is? Do I? He was the mayor of New York. Yeah. All right. Look at that. So, um, <laughs> I know things. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, the Condor Years, How Pinochet and His Allies Brought Terrorism to Three Continents. Okay. It's a book. Was released in February 2004 by reporter. Wait, that's the name of the book? The, yeah. The Condor Years, How Pinochet and His Allies Brought Terrorism to Three Continents. God. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Seriously. Like, how about <laughs> just the Condor Years? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, People might think it's like a shitty Wonder Years, though. Or just like some birds. Yeah, like a like a loving bird story of a family. Yeah, maybe. That, we should adopt make a, a, We should adopt a condor. <laughs> It'd make a better story than this. Jeez. Kids, or at least a kids, nicer one. Kids, do you want to adopt a condor? I think we should adopt a condor. <laughs> These things are freaking huge, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're gigantic. Yeah. yeah. So he reported that in uh, mid-1976, Uruguayan military officers threatened to assassinate United States Congressman Edward Koch. Yes. Wow. Later, who became mayor of the city of New York what City? What the fuck did they want to assassinate him for? The CIA station commander in Montevideo uh, had received information about it late in July 1976. He advised the agency to take no action after finding that the men were inebriated at the time. <laughs> they just like pick his name out of a phone book? <laughs> There's an, uh, you, you know, you know who I think we should, you know who I think we should kill? What's that guy from New York? Uh, the, the, no, the one, the guy with the bald head. Um, no, not 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 the guy that sings "I Love New York." Oh, uh, the, the, the 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 guy. What's his name? Dick Wiener Cock Cock Koch. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So apparently they were just drunk off their asses. So Colonel Jose Fons, who was present at the time, again, you know, whatever, uh, in the uh, 75 covert meeting in Santiago, Chile, and Major Jose Nino Gavazo, who led a team of intelligence agents, worked in uh, the uh, in Argentina in 1976 and was responsible for the deaths of over 100 Uruguayans. Okay. And he was one of the guys that was talking about this. That's nuts. So this guy who was like murdering people all over the place is wanting to go after Ed Koch. <laughs> It's so random. Yeah, it's so. Is there a reason behind it? Uh, it uh, so Koch told Dingus and <laughs> Dingus. <laughs> Jeez, dude. It, it's probably Dingus, but uh, D I N G E S. 
I mean, it's Dingus. That's Dingus. He told uh, uh, Dingus in the early 21st century that CIA director George H.W. Bush informed him. That's, that's Bush. Yeah, that's Bush George senior, Herbert right? Walker Bush. Yeah, that's senior. Yeah. Uh, informed him in October 1976 that, quote, his sponsorship of legislation to cut off U.S. military assistance to Uruguay on human rights concerns had prompted secret police officers to, quote, put a contract out for you. That's why they wanted to get him. Damn. Yeah. Koch wrote to the Justice Department in mid-October 1976. <laughs> you guys are assholes. <laughs> requesting FBI protection, but he received none. <laughs> it had been more than two months after the meeting and the assassination of Orlando Letier in Washington. Colonel Fons and Major uh, Gavazzo were sent to important diplomatic postings in Washington, D.C. in late 1976. Those are the guys that were making the threats. Yeah. The State Department ordered the Uruguayan government to rescind their appointments, citing the possibility of unpleasant publicity for Fons and Gavazzo. It was only in, two, uh, in 2001 that Ed Koch learned of the links between the threats and the position appointments. Oh, shit. So from 1976 up until 2001, he didn't know anything about it. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, you want to know something funny? I can tell you this now. It's funny. It's hilarious, actually. You you were like a day away from dying. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It's great, dude. You almost they almost had you, dude. There he is, Ed. Come here. I was just telling a story about how you didn't know. <laughs> how you didn't know that those guys from Uruguay were going to come and assassinate you. I was just oh, telling that story. He's talking, oh, you don't you don't. He's wait. talking to one of the uh, <laughs> one of the guys they amnestied though. The guy's like, you're not going to believe this. This is the guy that was trying to kill you. Oh, oh you didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> awkward. So, so, anyways, this guy was trying to kill you. He almost got to you too, man. <laughs> and Koch's like, "What the?" F-? Yeah. So, so apparently he knew that he, he heard that they were supposed to be something, but he yeah, didn't understand he why. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't know why yeah. until 2001. That's oh my god, dude. It's crazy. Could you imagine that? Like 40 years after the fact, like your your old boss or something is just like, "Look, man, I got to level with you." And then, like, he just drops that shit on you. Like, these guys were following you. There were contracts out on you. You were, like, this close to fucking dying, man. <laughs> so, do you, uh, Ed, do you ever sit around and just wonder how you became the uh, mayor of New York City? <laughs> well, I felt really bad about something. Um, <laughs> um, so, so, apparently... Uh, <laughs> you had a couple hit squads there. Yeah. Man. It's kind of my fault. I'm just like, you know... You know, so I put a good word in for you. You know, I'm sorry about that. Uh, well, then a few favors. I know it's not L.A., <laughs> but I got you New York. But you did a great job, too, by the way. No, no, you deserved it. You did. You deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> so according to U.S. paperwork, the U.S. supplied critical organizational, financial, and technological help to the operation far into the 80s. But of course we did. <sighs> so now think about this, folks. Bunch of fucking... You've got a... A bunch of, you got a bunch of Bolivian nationalists running around with Zach Morris phones. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, think about this, listeners out there, passengers. Think about this. So not only do they have this little thing they're putting together over there, Operation Condor, where they're going and they're going to anyone that goes against what their ideologies are for their specific countries. Yeah. They are going to either disappear you, <laughs> kill you. Apparently that's proper English. Yeah, that's what they say. Uh, kill you or, or um, um, well, I guess those are your pretty much two options right there. Yeah. So they're going to either kill you or they're going to kill you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to kill you. If you're one of the lucky ones, they'll put you in prison where they'll have somebody kill you. Correct. So now that's happening. And in the meantime, they're plotting to assassinate a Ed, senator. Ed Koch. Ed Koch. <laughs> Before he became um, mayor, obviously, like I said. Um, so they're planning on, you know, uh, or yeah. talking about assassinating him 
while we're funding them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's where we're at. What? That's where we're at right now. The long-term hazards of a right-wing block, as well as its early policy recommendations, were discussed in a U.S. Department of State briefing for Henry Kissinger, then Secretary of State, dated August 3rd of 1976. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Prepared by Harry Schlotterman, entitled Third World War and South America. Yeah. Okay. The briefing was an overview of security forces in the Southern Cone that we talked about with the those, you know, other guys there. Yeah, yeah. The operation was described as a joint effort by six Latin American countries. Um Argentina, uh-huh. Bolivia, Brazil, oh, okay. Charlie, uh, Charlie, Chile, Paraguay, and Uruguay. Dude, I I'm not gonna lie. My least favorite country is Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> But this was. (laughs) You just hated Charlie. You hated that. That's my my daughter's name. Well, your daughter's fine, but the country's fucking shitty. She wasn't named after the country, though, thankfully. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this was in order to win the Third World War by eliminating subversion through transnational secret intelligence operations, kidnapping, torture, disappearance, and assassination. Yep, there it is. Oh, the research begins by examining the sense of unity shared by the six countries of the Southern Cone. Kissinger is warned by Schlotterman that the Third World War will trap those six countries in an ambiguous position in the long run because they are trapped on one side by international Marxism and its terrorist exponents, and on the other side by the hostility of uncomprehending industrial democracies misled by Marxist propaganda. So it's, it's, this is... Okay. This is a lot to unpack, man. It's a lot. According to the report, U.S. How was this kept secret from anybody? That's what I'm saying. How? I I don't get it. And it's all to prevent a potential World War III because we're afraid that the people... Apparently, they agreed with them is the thing. That's the most baffling thing to me. Yeah. According to the report, U.S. policy uh, toward Operation Condor should, quote, emphasize the differences between the five countries at all times, depoliticize human rights, oppose rhetorical exaggerations of the Third World War type, and bring potential bloc members back into our cognitive universe through uh, systematic exchanges. Okay. So they agree with them. Yeah. (laughs) And they're trying to get more people on their side. Correct. According to CIA papers from 1976, strategies to deal with political dissidents in South America were planned among international security officials at the U.S. Army School of the Americas and the Conference of American Armies from 1960 to the early 70s. In early 1974, security officials from Argentina, Chile, all those ones we talked about, they convened in Buenos Aires, like we talked about, to arrange synchronized attacks against um, uh, subversive targets, according to the declassified CIA memo dated June 23rd, 1976. Officials in the United States were 100% aware of the situation and were willing to help. Like what? <laughs> it's just, I mean, oh, it's dude. Kind of, it's half our fault anyways. I mean, we should have. It is them. just absolutely insane to me. All right. So in closing on this, okay. So President Bill Clinton, again, ordered the State Department to release hundreds of declassified papers in 1999, indicating for the first time that the CIA, State, and Defense Departments were all aware of Operation Condor. According to... bastards. In October 1st, 1976, DOD intelligence assessment, Latin American military commanders gloat about it to their American colleagues. Condor's, quote, joint counterinsurgency operations sought to eliminate Marxist terrorist activities, according to the same study. Argentina developed a special Condor force 
structured much like a U.S. Special Forces team. Wonder how they got that. It said, according to a summary of documents uh, disclosed in 2004, the declassified record shows the Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger, was briefed on Condor and its murder operations on August 5th, 1976, in a 14-page report from Schlauterman. Remember, we just talked about that. And that's when he started talking about that they're kind of on board with it. Jeez, man. So it's just... Uh, yep. The scope is just incredible. It is insane. And Condor, so Condor was defined as a counterterrorism organization. That's what okay. they, counterterrorism organization. Mm-hmm. In a CIA document, which also mentioned that the Condor countries had a specific telecommunication system known as Condor Tell. The New York Times released a communication from U.S. Ambassador to Paraguay, Robert White, to, um, uh, yeah, Robert White to Secretary of State Cyrus Vance on March 6, 2001. The paper was declassified and disseminated by the Clinton administration in November 2000 as part of the Chile Declassification Project. General Alejandro Freitos de Valos, the chief of staff at Paraguay's Armed Forces, told White that the South American intelligence chiefs engaged in Condor, quote, kept in touch with one another through a United States communications installation in the Panama Canal zone that covered all of Latin America. Still trust the government, folks. <laughs> I, you lost me like halfway through that. I was like, I don't even know where the fuck I'm at right Dude. now. Dude, <laughs> is that because that drinky drink? It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> but holy shit, that's that's dizzying. Like you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it's it's deep. Like where does this go? Where does that go? Who the yeah. fuck are you? Why are they here? Yeah, it's absolutely. Let's go kill some people. <laughs> so after all this, and this will be the last part here, it doesn't stop there. Okay, we even see France having a connection to it. The original, yeah, they had the uh, the school where you could assassinate people. Right, the weird school I couldn't pronounce. Oh, the the Death Squad school. Yes, the original document confirming that a 1959 agreement between Paris and Buenos Aires set up a permanent French military mission of officers to Argentina who had participated in the Algerian War was discovered in the archives of the the Coie d'Orsay, the French Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It was kept at the offices of the Argentine Army's chief of staff. It lasted until 1981 when Francois Mitterrand was elected president of France. She revealed how the administration of Valérie de, uh, Giscard d'Estaing secretly coordinated with Videla's Junta in Argentina and Augusto Pinochet's tyranny in Chile. So, so France was like trying to jump into this. They're playing all the sides too, it sounds like. Even Britain and West Germany looked into using the tactics in their own countries going so far as to send their own because um, that's what the Germans need yeah, right. <laughs> to send their open personnel so to Buenos Aires the right times. they actually sent their personnel to Buenos Aires to discuss how to establish a seminal, sem- seminal similar network holy crap that's fucking crazy goddamn So, guess what we're going to talk about here? What what would make the most sense after a jam-packed, insanity-filled episode like that? Top 10 chick flicks. Oh, that was a good one. I should have done that. (laughs) No, this is actually, according to IMDb, IMDb. That's right. The most, uh, the highest rated feature films tagged with the keyword military coup. Military coup. Coup. It's that heroin soup. Yeah. All right. So number 10 on our list here. Yeah. 
to be honest, there's actually quite a few good movies on here. Okay. Um, is Seven Days in May from 1964. Not familiar. Um, let's see. Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster. Oh, yeah. With Kirk Douglas. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like a good movie, man. I might check that out. What's it called? Uh, Seven Days in May. All right. United yeah. States military leaders plot to overthrow the president because he supports a nuclear disarmament treaty, and they fear a Soviet sneak attack. Oh, oh. So they're, they're, they're taking out our own president. Yeah. Wow. I can actually kind of watch that just because of what's going on today. Oh. No. <laughs> mm. Anyway, grossed uh, $6.96 uh, $6. million, 7.8 stars. When is that? What year is that from? 1964. Okay, $9 million in 1964. Yeah. That's not, That's not bad. Not bad. Number nine is Missing from 1982. Uh, this stars Jack Lemon and Sissy Spacek. Jack Lemon, he's yeah. one of the grumpy old men. He was one of the yeah. yeah. I can't take him in anything else. Because <laughs> I'm just gonna see that guy That's every it. time. That's it. So when an idealistic American writer disappears during the Chilean coup d'état in September 1973, his wife and father try to find him. Grossed 14 million dollars. Okay. Yeah, it's a biography drama history. That was in the 80s. 1982. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number eight on our list is The House of Spirits. Nope. 1993. A rancher, his clairvoyant wife, oh boy. and their family face turbulent years in South America oh. in this adaptation of Isabel Allende's bestseller. Jeremy Irons. Oh, I'm down with that. Meryl Streep. Wow. Yeah. Maria Conchito Alonso. Holy shit. Yeah. And Antonio, I can't pronounce your last name. I saw. I saw. Nope, nope, don't matter. Anyway. He's great. Yeah, so it's The House of Spirits from 1993. Okay. All these movies have, like, huge name actors in it. Yeah, yeah. Especially for the time. Yeah. You know, like Sissy Spacek in 1982. That's good. Huge. Yeah. You know? Let's see. Oh, here you go. 1996, Avita. You know this one? With Madonna? This is Madonna. Madonna, Madonna. There was a big song. There was a big song from that fucking... Yeah, what was it? Uh... Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Wow. You like that? I thought, man. I... It was like she was here, wasn't it? I thought she was for hey, a I'm second. telling you. So the hit musical based on the life of Eva Perón, a uh, B-picture Argentinian actress who eventually became the wife of Argentinian president Juan Domingo Perón and the most beloved and hated woman in Argentina. Oh. Yeah, so it's Madonna, Jonathan Price, Antonio Banderas. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> I am Puss. And boots. I like Antonio. Man. I do too. He's a great actor. Yeah, I love him. Grossed $50 million. Wow. 6.3 on uh, the MDB. Yeah. Right. With a 45 meta score. Still don't know what that means. Yep. Um, let's see. Number six is 2015's Colonia. Nope. And it's, oh, okay. Well, she's all right. A young woman's desperate search for her abducted boyfriend draws her into the infamous Colonia uh, Dig uh, Dignidad. A sect nobody has ever escaped from. Oh. Starring Emma Watson. Okay. Daniel Brühl. Oh, I don't know who that is. Michael Nyquist. Sounds familiar. And the Richinda Carey. Oh. Yeah, you know Richinda Carey. <sighs> who doesn't? Right. It's old man Carey's daughter, I think. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, number five, The Good Shepherd from 2006. Oh, is that, uh, who the fuck is in that? Uh, well, I'll tell you. It's... Matt Damon. I was going to say, it's Matt Damon, right? Angelina Jolie. Oh, my. Robert De Niro and Alec Baldwin. Why have I never seen this? <laughs> okay. The, the tumultuous early Sounds history good. of the Central Intelligence Agency is viewed through the prism of one man's life. What? All right. I'm watching I've, that. I've, I've heard of it for sure. Yeah, I'm totally watching it. 
Grossed $59.95 million. Why have I never heard of that? What? Okay. Oh, boy, I've been under a rock. Now, this next one, my favorite movie on the list. Mm-hmm. This was from 1988. Yeah. It stars um, Mutsuo Iwate, Iwata. Okay. Uh, Natsumo Sasaki. Oh, okay. Mami Koyama. Sure. And Tesho Genada, or Genda. Okay, and this was your favorite? This is my favorite, yes. Uh, a secret military project endangers Neo-Tokyo when it turns a biker gang member into a rampaging psychic psychopath who can only be stopped by a teenager, his gang of biker friends, and a group of psychics. Any idea what it's called? No, but it sounds great. It's Akira. Oh, fuck. Yeah, right. that's All why right. I was holding off to the end. All right. So, yeah. dude, Akira's awesome. Okay. God, I, I really want my daughter to see that, but I, it's a little... It might be a little much for her. It's a bit rough, dude. So, because she's starting to get into the whole anime thing. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm thinking... And Logan's really an anime oh, as well, too. I'm kidding, by the way. That's... What? I said that sucks. I was, <laughs> I was kidding. So, it says on here, it grossed $0.55 million. Dude, that thing. So, that's a cult classic, though. For sure. It's such a good... If you guys aren't familiar with it, it's, um you know, Japanimation um, anime stuff, and it's just fantastic. And literally, what I just said, the description... When did that come out? 88. It's that old. Yeah, it's old. Wow. It's good. Go watch that. All right. Here's one I haven't seen. I said one like as I've it, seen all the other say, ones. As opposed to all the other ones? <laughs> this one is from uh, 2008. It's Valkyrie. Oh, okay. Stars I, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Bill Nighy. It has to do with Nazis. Carice Van Houten. I think they sent him in to kill fucking Hitler or something. And Kenneth Branagh. A dramatization of the July 20th, 1944 assassination political yeah. coup plot by desperate renegade German army officers against Adolf Hitler during World War II. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, grossed $83.8 million. Yeah, I remember that. Pretty significant. I don't think I've ever... I haven't seen it, but I, I definitely remember that movie. Here's one I didn't think would be on the list. And to be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, 2021, The Suicide Squad. What? Yeah. And you guys probably know what that is. Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, who I love Idris Elba. He's good. Yeah. John Cena. Oh, this is the second one, right? Yeah, John Cena was in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. It was... That's the one where they fought the the starfish? I don't remember. Ugh. Supervillains... I I fell asleep in both of those. Yeah. uh, Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Belle Reeve Prison join the super, super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. There must have been a coup going on there or something like that. Why is it number two? Well, probably because it made a shit ton of money. And number one, I did not expect this one, but good movie. Okay. It's The Terminal from 2004. With fucking Tom Hanks? There it is. Yeah. Grows $77.87 million. An Eastern European tourist unexpectedly finds himself stranded in JFK Airport and must take up temporary residence there. Because apparently there was a coup going on in his home country and he couldn't get back there. Oh, that is a fucking stretch. Yeah. Well, God damn it. And it's Fuck, number one. <laughs> who fucking put that list together? I don't know. Send him an email. <laughs> Just remember the underscore. Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. They'll never get it. And then 10 years from now, or wait, 40 years from now, I'll be like, did you guys ever see that fucking thing we said about you on Facebook 40 years ago, bro? You'd be like, no, I didn't see that. You yeah. must have forgot the underscore. So that was your movies. And that was the archives of terror, which was just dropped into my lap by the archives of, of terror, 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 terror. I know I really need like a, a, a delay or echo button on here. I really need to get one of those. It would be terror, terror, yeah. terror. Dang, dang. 
you know? I don't know. So yeah, Logan, thank you very much for that and uh, for screwing me up and making me not sleep for the last three days because I've been <laughs> reading it and going through and like, what is going on? Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I also insane. appreciate the one or two paragraphs that you send me, Logan. <laughs> he sent it over first. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, I sent you the, uh, the information. I'm like, there's two paragraphs in there, dude. He's like, what? Apparently he put a ton more in there and it didn't save it or something. Uh, yeah, super funny. So listen, it's like, what the fuck is this? We want to know what you guys think of the uh, archives of terror. Terror, 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 terror. And obviously we probably just added to your, uh, you know, conspiracy noggins and uh, what the uh, the world and their governments are capable of. Because nothing. That seems to be what we do here. You know, they're they're very capable of fucking things up. Yes, excessively. Yes. And repeatedly. On purpose or accident. Yes. Yes. And, and all the time. And <laughs> yeah, 99% of the time. It's yeah. just like, hmm, what can we fuck up today? Yep. So make sure to stop over to our official website, the Midnight Train Podcast.com. At our Ooh. website, you can buy yourself some uh, super sweet. Super sweet. Merchandise. And there's shirts, there's hats, there's phone cases, underpants? there's pants. Laptop, huh? Underpants. Under there I, are there underpants? There might be. <laughs> I don't know. There might be. I like that I got you to use the word underpants. Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> undergarments. There might be undergarments. But get over there and get yourself some stuff. Support the show. <laughs> Wear it. It's cool. I design all the stuff myself. So just get over there. And and if you, you've been warned. Yeah. If you hate it, then Moody did it. Okay. So most likely. And listen, don't forget to support our sponsors. Right. Yeah. Dr. Squatch. So I just had, I just had to re, I had to renew my uh, I gave him the card number on file wasn't working. Oh, so your I subscription? Had to, I had to re-up, man. I was like, what the fuck? I need soap. Oh, it's so good. I actually uh, just ordered um, uh, the, the Batman stuff. I think yeah, I told you, you about saying, that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't received it yet, which is taking forever. Normally it gets here super fast. So, yeah. But who knows? So anyway, Dr. Squatch, you guys know it's changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products like bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and more. Have you tried the beard oil? I have not. Oh, we got to get you some of that. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get a hold of them and be like, send me some beard oil. Yeah, dude, I'll fucking... Dr. Squatch! Send us some beard oil, buddy. Dude, I will rep the fuck out of it. Absolutely. Um, this stuff literally makes you feel like a man and smell like a champion. It does smell so good. And to be honest, it's a great feeling soap. It's clean. You don't get that nasty residue when you're done. Yeah. I absolutely love it. All the soaps and products. Scrubbies in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. The exfoliating. Oh, all soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. You can get yourself 20% off your first subscription. Boom. You hear that? 20%. Boom. I've been, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people taking advantage of that. Yeah, they should be. It's it's a good thing to do. It's just good head, for us. It's good for you. Yep. Just head on over to uh, themidnighttrain.com, click on sponsors, you know, and then get up there and you'll see a little promo code. Just click on that promo code. That and, way, if for some reason we ever meet you, you won't smell like shit. That is also a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, also Manscaped. Yeah. Which, if I'm not mistaken, you just took advantage of it, right? I got 25 bucks off. $25 off, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you use the code ACCIDENTAL. All their shit's on sale right now. Is the Manscaped stuff on, on sale? Yeah, it's, it's a lot cheaper than it usually is. That's awesome. If you use the code ACCIDENTAL, you get 20% off plus free shipping. All right. Yeah. And help us out because right now we're in like a kind of like a trial sponsorship yeah. where they're like, we want to see what your listeners see will do. Later, yeah. Let's see what you guys can do. Look, I did my fucking part. That's right. So we're, we're, we're almost there. I'm going to smell good and be fucking smooth as a, you know. Yeah. We're almost halfway there. Right. I don't know how that works. Anyway, <laughs> get on over there to, uh, uh, to manscape.com. Uh, Logan said that one time. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost halfway there. Like, 
in the video, in the, in the, in the, in the, yeah, the documentary. Yeah, we're almost halfway we're almost, there. <laughs> that's the most uninspiring <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> so yeah, go over to uh, manscape.com, order some stuff for yourself, for your boyfriend, for your dad. You know, Father's Day is going to be coming up, right? Get your dad some ball trimmers. It'll be great. <laughs> Dude, I think it's hilarious. I, I think it's hilarious. Like my the T-shirt. Like, my dad be like, "What? Is, what is this for?" Be like, "It's for your balls, Dad." Yeah, like the the the, the ball spray. I've got the ball spray. I love it. It's it's fantastic. I'm not saying it's not. I yes. just think it's a weird gift to give your father. <laughs> <laughs> but is it? Yeah. Oh well, I don't know. What would you do if Logan was like, "Dad, I got you a new ball shaver." I'd high five him. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, good looking out, buddy. How weird. And why is that weird? No. We're close like that, though. You know what I mean? I'm not asking him to shave them for me. <laughs> I'm saying... <laughs> close like that, huh? No, 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 no. You no, guys no. are from West Virginia. So listen, if you like what you've heard from us, and today was a rough one, I get it, and your brain's probably hurting, uh, do us a favor. Consider being a producer of the show, both shows, actually, by uh, heading on over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button where you can become a producer. Today's show about again. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> uh, you. Could you just repeat the last part? Yeah, it was Operation Condor. <laughs> Lots of people died. There it is. Oh, is that the cliff notes? That was the cliff notes, oh, yes. Very nice. The government sucks. <laughs> dot dot dot. There it is. So listen, you can get over there for a little as little as five bucks a month. You can get all kinds of cool stuff, but more importantly than the cool stuff like the stickers and the swag and the discounts on stuff, um, you get bonuses and the bonuses are fun. They're super cool. It's a little more off the cuff, especially for the icons and outlaws. It's a totally different thing. We've actually been dissecting like the uh, top songs on Spotify and boy, are they fun. Yeah. I'm oh sure they are. boy. Yeah. So make sure you guys get over there. That's uh, midnighttrainpodcast.com. Get over there, click on the Patreon button, and it'll magically whisk you away to our land of Patreon. Wonderful land of enchantment. And of course, your name will be mentioned at the end of the show, you know, yeah. because that's that's kind of what we do. You know Are what I mean? Do this at the end of the other one, too? Um, I don't know yet. I haven't really decided yet. I don't know. I think I might save it just for this show. Oh, but then what happens shit, when I get Patreon people that's for icons? Saying, so we'll have to see. Is there yeah. a way to differentiate? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I, good. I, actually, I have no idea. So maybe I'll just read it on the end of both. The same one. Look, man. Maybe we'll do so, what... Uh, so hold on a second here. Small town does. I can't help but notice that you just straight up fucking lied to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? You just lied right to my face. I don't appreciate it. How did I lie to you? You said you knew, and then you said, no, it's, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, no, because I thought I did, but then I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Fucking I have to look. liar, dude. Anyway, sign up so I can find out. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, on TikTok, uh, YouTube. Uh, and listen, over on Spotify, you can definitely find us over there. You can actually give us rating. Our ratings are doing pretty well over there. Oh, yeah? You can't leave reviews. But you can rate. You can rate. Please yeah. rate. We're getting a lot more on Unless uh, you're going to rate us like one star, then just don't bother. Yeah, don't even bother. Or two. Actually, just make them all five. Because actually, if you if you hit anything under four stars on those, you actually get a virus. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly you, what happens. Like, if you hit three stars, boom, your shit's gone. Yeah. If you hit two stars, <laughs> someone's coming to your house with a baseball bat. Dude, one star, just you might as well just go. Yeah, you're yourself. done. You're done. Yeah, you're done. So get over there and do that. All right. Especially Spotify, because, uh, you know, Spotify's cool. So listen, are they? Yeah, of course. People that are upset with Spotify. Why? The whole Joe Rogan thing. Ah, ah you know? it'll blow over. 
Well, he, he does his thing. Who cares? You know what I mean? It doesn't affect me. I'm just saying. There's yeah. a lot of people like me. Yeah. So we can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support you, we've received. Honestly, it's awesome. We've been getting more and more. And to be honest, our numbers are higher than they've ever been. And it's fantastic. You guys are really just whatever you're doing out there. Keep doing it. Keep telling people about it. And, and we just see keep you listening. out there in Uganda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We are on the Ugandan yeah. charts. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. I love it. I'm glad that they weren't part of the and also, uh, Operation Condor. It? Portugal's on there now. Yeah. You hit some Portugal charts. Yeah. We're working it, baby. And you We're know, all the, all the standard classics are still there. Sweden, Australia. I haven't seen Taiwan on there in a while. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sad. Uh, Sad days. So anyway, listen to our fearless executive producers. <laughs> To Margaret Dempsey, Kelly Ryan, Corey Kukowski, Nathan Diekman, Hank Sanchez, Stacey Lacona, Nicholas Cooper, Caitlin McKinney, Trent Scott, Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunsman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Darty, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Madison, Janet Sherrell, Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Yeah! Whoa. <laughs> Uh-huh. Don't you thought you had something to say? I did, and oh. I just, I, just, I, it was a good time. I just let it out there. I don't know. I do have something to say. But what? No, just wait. Okay, okay, finish. Uh, the okay. Um, to Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister Skelton podcast, make sure you check them out. To Maria Gibbs, to Chainsaw. The fuck, Jigsaw, Rick wait, wait. Resler. Did you, huh? did you see the? Did you see that conversation with him about him being old? Yes. I said that he's like Highlander if you bought him off a wig. Yeah. Yeah. He was not happy about that either. He got so salty. You're so old. It's fine. <laughs> to Rick Resler, K- uh, Courtney Bachelor, Katie Brabinick, and my boy, Bill Birch. Do us a favor, all right? Spread the word. That's old school right there. If you want your name to be mentioned on the show and for us to be forever grateful, become a Patreon producer. And remember, next week, 150. One. 150th episode. One. Holy crap. And we're coming up on three years doing this show. Uh, real quick, though, before yeah. I forget. I did notice that one guy's name has like two cable networks. His name is Turner Cox. Like Turner is a cable, like a television network, cable network. And then Cox is like a cable provider. Do you think he's... That's weird, dude. Maybe it's the government using a fake name. That's how they're finding out Was that your stomach? That was my stomach. Holy shit. Thanks for that burrito, bro. <laughs> Moody brought me a burrito today from the gas station. It's a break, it's a solid breakfast burrito. Oh, Don't it's, pretend like you didn't like it. It ain't solid no more, buddy. I'll tell you that now. Uh, I mean, yeah. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> what note was that? The one that went. <laughs> choo choo, motherfuckers! Now go home and get your fucking shine box.